Welcome to the Open House Podcast. Conversations exploring life, faith and hope with Stephen O'Doherty. We're certainly used to changeable weather in this country, but lately it seems more like we're in a random weather generator than anything else. Hot one day and cold the next, uh, windy and then not, bucketing rain and thunderstorms and then a dust storm which covered eastern Australia with something like 12 million tonnes of topsoil that came, believe it or not, from Tipperborough right down to the Mallee, a 500-kilometre dust front. Richard Green is a soil scientist and emeritus academic from the Australian National University. When you do the sums on, you can actually work out from knowing how much phosphorus, how much carbon, how much nitrogen. And, of course, you're removing the soil that's got the highest concentrations of those elements in it. So you can actually do estimates of how much it's costing in terms of the loss of those. I mean, there's always the argument that the material gets redistributed. So in all cases, we we don't lose it. It was not... All of that material apparently just got redistributed from west to east. (laughs) Well, we don't really uh, need it at the moment. I think there'd be negligible benefit of that topsoil landing in metropolitan Sydney. You know, we we don't think a lot, us city folk, about the soil. Well, gardeners do, um, but it's incredibly important to uh, our well-being. So I want to ask you, Richard Green, you've just been at a conference of soil scientists like yourself. How is our soil doing as a country? There's various predictions made in terms of with climate change, increased drying of parts of our productive areas, that how much longer um, are we going to have topsoil for? And, I mean, you know, various figures get put up there about how long Australia's going to have topsoil for. So what are the estimates? What, what are people well, saying? Well, I mean, they're estimates. So some people say we won't have any topsoil in 100 years. Other estimates have put it back at 60 years. Oh, my word. But, Richard, isn't topsoil being made all the time? Let me ask the naive question. Well, that's the thing that when you look at the rates of formation of topsoil relative to the rates of loss, they're they're out by a factor of it can be tenfold, it can be twofold, threefold, but certainly parts of Australia. I had quite a bit to do with erosion rates in Kosciuszko National Park and, and when you looked at the damage that was done there with a lot of the grazing that went on, they've been able to show that most of that soil was actually uh, sourced from dust storms tens, thousands of years ago. Oh, that's interesting. And and a lot of that, as you know, has been lost very rapidly when the high country was extensively overgrazed. Yeah. And that's why the, you know the current move to try and reintroduce stocking back into parts of the high country is absolutely ridiculous because they just have to look at the history of what went on there and and we're still trying to reclaim a lot of those areas that lost a lot of their topsoil. Yes, and the idea that horses are heritage items seems a little odd to me. Oh, yes, yeah. (laughs) I mean, our soil is a heritage item, isn't it? And it's got real importance. Very much so. And the thing is that we've got to really value the efforts of the managers, the land managers, the farmers that are conscious and doing the right thing. I mean, the whole subsidy scheme really, drought subsidy really needs to be very carefully looked at because you're rewarding the wrong people. Discover more Open House podcasts at openhousecommunity.com.au.